Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Now, you've got to start with the customer experience and work backwards from there in order to design the technology. That's the advice that Steve Jobs gave at the Apple Worldwide Developers Conference back in 1997 after being insulted. And it's probably the greatest piece of advice for every leader even today in 2022. Providing a superior customer experience or CX is crucial in every business. In fact, in today's changing landscape of virtual reality, things like the metaverse are coming up as well. Companies are facing a multitude of challenges to optimize growth and to retain current customers. Aside from attracting them in the first place, of course, a recent survey by Harvard Business Review and Salesforce found that customer experience is the number one priority for businesses. This is above boosting revenue and lowering costs. Still, some companies have yet to implement one. To tell us why and how, we're joined now by Edward Hutchins. He's product lead for ThoughtWorks. Hi, Edward. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're joining us today because we were just talking about the metaverse and the fact that so many people don't even know what it is, yet companies are claiming to be designing all of these customer experiences. But we'll get to the metaverse specifically in just a while. First of all, let's talk about how customer expectations and and hence, customer experience, the whole concept has changed since the pandemic hit. What is the trend now? Yeah, I think when the pandemic hit, businesses had to kind of adapt to this new normal, right? With all the lockdown restrictions in place around the world, customer experience in many regions kind of quickly shifted to one that was pretty much digital first. Almost all real-life events from concerts to meetings, to graduation ceremonies, all kind of made their way into this virtual world. And I think this shift has kind of paved the way for new customer expectations and ideas around how they interact online. Um, But I think this is not necessarily a new trend. It's kind of one that was definitely accelerated by the pandemic. Mm. So kind of pushing that experience online and pushing businesses to create uh, better online experiences to kind of stand out from Uh, they're competitive. Mm. The thing is, it's hard to stand out, isn't it? It's such a crowded space as well. So what exactly would standing out for your particular customer entail here? I mean, maybe you could give me a few examples of companies that have excelled at this more than others. Yeah, I think creating a unique experience for your customers first requires a deep understanding of them and also a deep understanding of their entire journey from the first touch point to the very last, whether it's in-store, whether it's out-of-store, whether it's online or offline. You kind of have to know all of the different channels that a customer engages with you. And I think now what we're seeing is that you have to move beyond just being a transactional sort of relationship or experience with your customers. You kind of have to start involving the customers in the experience themselves get them to help create the products with you or kind of inspire them by showing them what their lives could be like when they actually have your product in their lives. I think there's some really good examples uh, of companies doing things like this. Uh, Domino's did this really amazing product where you actually got to design your own pizza and other people could buy it. Kind of getting people that investment in your brand and investment in your product. Nike also has done something recently Uh, similar where you can design your own shoes. Uh, And other companies have started using 
uh, extended reality concepts, like you mentioned, uh, like Sephora, by allowing customers to try on different makeup from their home using AR filters, or things like IKEA, where you can actually place furniture in your home, see what it will look like in your home uh, using their app before right, right. you even go into the store. So it's an engaging experience and you're also building a relationship with the customer by doing all of these things. The thing is, I do know that some companies have yet to adopt a robust CX strategy, but there's a clear business case for it. Apparently, 84% of organizations reported an increase in revenue after working on their CX strategy. In contrast to all other industries, however, the financial services sector is significantly more aggressive with CX transformation initiatives. And I think that's understandable considering how much more people have started using such services. But what about the people who are lagging behind? What's wrong and why are they in that space still? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think it's really interesting that you call out financial services because I think financial services industry is going through this huge sort of revolution at the moment. Now, due to what's possible with tech and changes in policy, there's a lot of disruption with these smaller, more nimble sort of players in the market. And I think a lot of these big businesses have realized that it's really important to stay on top of their CX strategies to maintain their position and avoid risk. So I think avoiding risk is a key reason a business is going to do something. The other being to improve your revenue or reduce costs. And I think one of the reasons that a lot of businesses struggle to invest in developing that strategy is because CX strategy is something that's a little bit hard to articulate the ROI of. Companies know Mm -hmm. it's important. Like you just mentioned, 84%, uh, that's not an insignificant number. But unlike a lot of existing tech initiatives, which it's easy to say this is going to improve our costs or increase our efficiency, CX is more about taking advantage of new opportunities. And it can be really hard to kind of quantify what that opportunity might look like. Right, I see what you mean. But clearly, in spite of the fact that it eludes the minds that want to quantify, this is something that they should invest in. 100%. And that being said, there are definitely ways to measure the ROI Mm. of these CX strategies. Um, you can start measuring certain metrics around customer behavior, around product performance, like ARPU, which is average revenue per user, mm. customer lifetime value, average basket size, basket size. But I think one of the things that companies struggle with is that a lot of this requires some modeling skills to kind of predict what the impact will have and also understand like what is worth investing for them. Right. So how to get around something like that? Any strategies to share? I'm sure there's software and tech out there that can help. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Just like with everything else, yeah. So many uh, different analytics tools and things available that you can use to start to actually quantify what the impact of CX is. But going into figuring out whether or not you're actually going to invest in it, you kind of need to have some confidence initially. And I think it's important to think about when creating a CX strategy, you also need to kind of make sure that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket and kind of come up with a strategy that uh, looks at both short-term and long-term opportunities. It's not just about going all in on one thing and saying Mm. this is what's going to make us all this money or this is what is going to reduce all this cost for us. It's about creating a kind of diverse portfolio of different bets that you can invest in and coming up with a strategy that is kind of more cohesive across the CX realm. 
All right, let's talk about the metaverse, which is something that I know a lot of brands are talking about and looking into. But the fact is that not many people really know what this metaverse is going to look like and what customers might want in the metaverse. Shanghai, for example, recently announced it plans to have mm-hmm. a metaverse economy worth almost 52 billion US dollars within three years, and they're cultivating industry champions. But we've heard many experts, marketers themselves say, we don't really know what all of this will look like and what customers might want from it. Any insights on this? Yeah, and I think looking at Metaverse as part of a CX strategy, there are things that you need to kind of take into account. Because this is new technology and it's going through a lot of different growth pains at the moment, Mm. there are a lot of policies and things that are sort of unclear in relation to what brands and businesses can and cannot do in the Metaverse. I think both in US and China, governments have yet to put forward really clear policies about what they think about this technology. And so while that's happening, there's this kind of unclarity around the government policy. Because it's a new technology, unless you are directly involved in the sort of ecosystem, and by that I mean either producing hardware or software, Mm. I think a lot of people are still trying to figure out what is the best way to capitalize off it. How are we actually going to generate revenue with this technology? And I think outside of uh, a few examples with collaborations with influencers and NFTs, a lot of people are kind of waiting to see what will happen and kind of waiting to see if there's a proven model that somebody else is going to kind of take advantage of and validate and mitigate the risk of venturing into that space before they latch on and exploit it themselves. Mm. Give me an example of a policy area that actually requires more clarification before brands can do anything. I think especially in China right now, the government has taken quite a clear stance on cryptocurrencies. Yeah. And if you're looking at the metaverse in US and how it's evolving, crypto is a really core part of that, being able to buy and transact within the metaverse. So I think there's things around cryptocurrencies, around privacy and security as well that Mm. aren't yet super well defined. And so crypto in China, privacy, data security in the US, I think before there's clear examples of what we can and can't do with that, it's a little bit hard to go kind of all in and Mm. create strategy when that strategy in a year or two might not be valid because of changes in policy. So what's your advice to businesses right now? Should they just sit back and wait? So I think when creating a CX strategy, you kind of need to understand a little bit more about your position. What is your appetite for risk? And I think when creating a CX strategy, you have to look at all of these different bets across the board. You might want to invest in some things which are a little bit more predictable, and you might want to reserve a bit of investment for things that might be a little bit more experimental or innovative. Mm -hmm. So by looking at your CX strategy holistically, you can kind of figure out maybe we want to invest like 80% in more stable bets, but we want to still leave 20% into looking in these more innovative experimental areas. And I think that's important to understand where you're at and what your company or what your business or brand's positioning is. Mm. And then kind of based on that, look at what you feel comfortable doing. So if we're talking about the metaverse specifically or AR and VR, what's absolutely predictable now 
that companies should be looking into? So I think there's a lot of things that I've seen companies are doing that is a little bit more safe within that space. And I think I kind of mentioned this as well. Uh, collaborations with influencers and virtual reality stars is something that has kind of been proven to work and have a really good impact. Um, there's been a lot of collaborations with artists uh, on existing platforms, uh, crossover events in the metaverse where you can actually either sponsor or get these uh, virtual influencers to uh, you know, if you're a clothing brand, wear your clothes or... Mm, okay, uh, or, so so that's relatively safe, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think right now this is something that is happening more and more. Um, but I think what we're not seeing is the clear like revenue or ROI from those events. I think there's definitely brand equity, but kind of mapping that back to revenue and purchases and things like that is where it becomes a little bit more tricky. So if you're in the position that you're open to investing in something that might have longer-term returns and may not have immediate revenue gains, I think this is the sort of thing that you can definitely look into. All right. Thank you very much for that, Edward. Edward Hutchins, Product Lead for ThoughtWorks. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.